Welcome to the PC Speaking Podcast series, Through the Bible in a Year, where we come together for daily reading and reflection as we journey through the scriptures. Let's dive into today's episode with Pastor Chris Miller. Hello and welcome once again to One Year Through the Bible with the PC Speaking Podcast. We are on day 18, uh, the 18th of January, if you're going by the year. And today our reading is from Genesis chapters 39, 40, and 41. And Matthew chapter 13. Um, Yeah, these podcasts are interesting because there's such a great volume of them doing one each and every day that I don't do much in the way of edits. So uh, I'm grateful for your patience as I stumble over my words at times and things like that. But that's just part of it. I don't know. I suppose sometimes things like that can be a bit endearing. At other times, I can be a little annoying. I'm hoping for the former. We'll see how we go. And today we'll be starting in Genesis chapter 39. Um, Joseph, uh, resilience and integrity. Joseph is sold into slavery in Egypt. Um, He becomes a a servant in Potiphar's house and he remains faithful in that. Uh, God blesses everything he does, earning uh, him trust and responsibility in Potiphar's household, but he's going to run into some trouble there. Um, unfortunately, Potiphar's wife has a thing for Joseph and that gets Joseph in a lot of trouble, even though Joseph um, acts with integrity. And then chapter 40, Joseph interprets the dreams of Pharaoh's cupbearer and baker while he is in prison, uh, thanks to Potiphar's wife. And his interpretations accurately predict the future, uh, one of restoration for the cupbearer and for the baker, unfortunately, execution. And Genesis chapter 41, Pharaoh has some very alarming dreams. He's very uh, concerned about them. And the cupbearer remembers Joseph's interpretation of his dream. So uh, Pharaoh calls for Joseph and Joseph interprets his dreams. He not only interprets, he tells him what the dream is. And he foretells seven years of abundance followed by seven years of severe famine. And that leads to the appointment of Joseph um, as the second in command in Egypt, only second to Pharaoh. And that would have been, gosh, uh, Egypt at the time would have been a world power. So Joseph was a very powerful man, moves from prison into uh, a very high position. Then over to the New Testament reading today, Matthew chapter 13, Jesus speaks in parables as he often does. He uses everyday stories um, and items, events, things from the culture to convey spiritual truths to the crowds. And this chapter also includes, uh, let's see, what's include? Parable of the sower. It illustrates how different hearts receive and respond to God's word. Jesus continues with parables of wheat and tares or weeds, uh, the mustard seed, yeast, hidden treasure. And each parable holds uh, some uh, special insight into the kingdom of God. And a couple of concepts to look for and consider while we read today, if you're just listening along, some things to think about. In Genesis, Joseph's unwavering faithfulness and God-given gift of interpretation propel him from slavery to a position of incredible authority. And God calls us to be faithful 
And Joseph has gone through a lot. His brothers have, you know, thrown him in the pit, sold him to the Ishmaelites as a slave. He's been in Potiphar's house. He had some accusations there that he wasn't guilty of. He's thrown into prison. And he's gone through so many difficulties. And God calls us to be faithful, which sometimes... Uh, equates to just simple endurance. And think about that in Joseph's life. You know, there were times when Joseph just simply to be faithful for him just meant, okay, I'm just going to stick with this and I'm going to trust God. And sometimes that really is, it's not, uh, I don't know, a a super emotional feeling or anything like that. Sometimes it can be just kind of toughing things out. Then over in Matthew chapter 13 in the New Testament, uh, think about how the parables of Jesus give us insight into the kingdom of heaven and what those insights might be. We are going to read uh, Genesis 39 is where we'll start or chapters 40, 41, then over to the New Testament, Matthew chapter 13. We'll come back and wrap up with a couple of brief thoughts and meditations for today. Genesis chapter 39 says, now Joseph was brought down to Egypt and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had brought him down there. The Lord was with Joseph, so that he became a prosperous man. He was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. His master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord had made all that he did prosper. Joseph found favor in the sight and served him. So he made him overseer of his house, and all that he had put under and all that he had he put under his charge. From the time that he had made him overseer in his house and over all that he had, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house on account of Joseph. So the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. So he left all that he had in Joseph's charge, and he had no concerns regarding anything except the food he ate. Now Joseph was handsome and well-built. After a time, his master's wife took notice of Joseph and said, lie with me. But he refused and said to his master's wife, my master does not concern himself with anything concerning me in the house, and he has committed all that he has to my charge. There is none greater in this house than I. He has kept nothing back from me but you, because you are his wife. Now then, can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? She spoke to Joseph every day, but he did not listen to her about lying with her or being with her. But it happened one day that Joseph went into the house to do his work and none of the men of the house was there. She caught him by his clothing saying, lie with me. But he left his clothing in her hand and fled and got outside. When she saw that he had left his clothing in her hand and had fled outside, she called to the men of her house and spoke to them saying, see, he has brought in a Hebrew among us to humiliate us. He came into me to lie with me and I cried out with a loud voice. When he heard that, I lifted up my voice and cried out. He left his clothing with me and fled and got outside. She laid up his clothing next to her until his master came home. She spoke to him using these words, saying, The Hebrew servant whom you have brought to us came in to mock me. When I lifted up my voice and cried out, he left his clothing with me and fled outside. When his master heard the words of his wife, which he spoke to him, saying, This is what your servant did to me, he became enraged. Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were confined. So he was there in the prison, but the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. The keeper of the prison committed all the prisoners that were in the prison to the charge of Joseph. So whatever they did there, 
He was the one responsible for it. The keeper of the prison did not concern himself with anything that was under Joseph's charge because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made it to prosper. Genesis chapter 40. Sometime after this, the cupbearer, the king of Egypt, and his baker offered, offended their lord, the king of Egypt. Pharaoh was angry with his two officials, with the chief of the cupbearers and with the chief of the bakers. So he put them in confinement in the house of the captain of the guard, in the prison, the place where Joseph was confined. The captain of the guard charged Joseph with them, and he attended to them. They continued to be confinement, be in confinement for some time. Then the cupbearer and the baker for the king of Egypt, who were confined in prison, both had a dream the same night, each man with his own dream and each dream with its own interpretation. Joseph came into them in the morning and looked at them and realized they were sad. So he asked Pharaoh's officials who were with him in the care of his Lord's house saying, "Who do you? why do you look so sad today? And they said to him, we have dreamed a dream and there's no interpreter for it. Then Joseph said to them, do not interpretations belong to God. Please tell them to me. The chief cupbearer told his dream to Joseph and said to him, in my dream, a vine was in front of me and in the vine, there were three branches. As it budded, its blossoms shot forth and its clusters brought forth ripe grapes. Pharaoh's cup was in my hand and I took the grapes and pressed them into Pharaoh's cup and I put the cup into Pharaoh's hand. Joseph said to him, this is the interpretation of it. The three branches are three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to your place. And you will deliver Pharaoh's cup into his hand the same way you did before when you were his cupbearer. But remember me when it is well with you and show kindness, I pray you, to me and make mention of me to Pharaoh and get me out of this house. For I was indeed kidnapped out of the land of the Hebrews and have done nothing that they should put me in the dungeon." When the chief baker saw that the interpretation was good, he said to Joseph, I also was in a dream and I had three baskets on my head. In the uppermost basket were all manner of baked goods for Pharaoh and the birds ate them out of the basket of my head. Joseph answered and said, this is the interpretation. The three baskets are three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift your head from off you and will hang you on a tree and the birds will eat your flesh from you. It happened on the third day, which was Pharaoh's birthday, that he made a feast for all his servants. He lifted up the heads of the chief cupbearer and the chief baker among his servants. He restored the chief cupbearer to his position, and he put the cup into Pharaoh's hand. However, he hanged the chief baker, just as Joseph had interpreted. Yet the chief cupbearer did not remember Joseph, but forgot him. Genesis chapter 41. After two whole years... Pharaoh had a dream that he was standing by the Nile. Seven fine-looking and fattened cows suddenly came up out of the river, and they grazed in the meadow. Then seven other cows came up after them out of the river, ugly and gaunt, and stood by the other cows on the riverbank. The ugly and gaunt cows ate up the seven fine-looking and fattened cows. Then Pharaoh awoke. He slept and dreamed a second time. Seven ears of grain suddenly came up on one stalk, plump and good. Then seven thin ears, scorched by the east wind, sprang up after them. Then seven thin ears devoured the seven plump and full ears. Then Pharaoh awoke and realized it was a dream. In the morning, his spirit was troubled, and he sent and called for all the magicians of Egypt and all the wise men. Pharaoh told them his dreams, but there was no one who could interpret them to Pharaoh. Then the chief cupbearer spoke to Pharaoh, saying, Today I remember my offenses. Pharaoh was angry with his servants and put 
put me in confinement in the captain of the guard's house, both me and the chief baker. And we had a dream in the same night, he and I. We each of us dreamed according to the interpretation of his own dream. A young Hebrew man was with us there, a servant of the captain of the guard. We told him and he interpreted our dreams for us. So each man he interpreted according to his own dream. It happened just as he interpreted. He restored me to my position and the baker was hanged. So Pharaoh sent and called for Joseph and they brought him hastily out of the dungeon. He shaved himself, changed his clothes and came to Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I have dreamed a dream and there is no one who can interpret it. I have heard it said of you that you can understand a dream and interpret it. Joseph answered Pharaoh saying, it is not me, not in me. God will give Pharaoh a favorable answer. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, in my dream, I stood on the bank of the Nile and suddenly there came up out of the river seven cows, fattened and fine looking. And they grazed in the reeds. Then seven other cows came up after them, poor and very ugly and gaunt. I've never seen such ugliness in all the land of Egypt. And the gaunt and ugly cows ate up the first seven cows. And when they had eaten them up, no one would have known that they had eaten them, for they were still as ugly as before. Then I awoke. I also saw in my dream seven ears of grain full of good suddenly come up one stalk. The seven ears, thin and scorched by the east wind, sprang up after them. And the thin ears swallowed the seven good ears. So I told this to the magicians, but there was no one who could explain it to me. Then Joseph said to Pharaoh, the dreams of Pharaoh are one and the same. God has shown Pharaoh what he's about to do. The seven good cows are seven years, and the seven good ears are seven years. The dreams are one. The seven gaunt and ugly cows that came up after there are seven years, and the seven empty ears scorched by the east wind will be seven years of famine. It is as I have spoken to Pharaoh, God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. Seven years of great abundance will come through all, all the land of Egypt. However, there will arise after them seven years of famine. All the abundance will be forgotten in the land of Egypt, and the famine will consume the land. The abundance will be unknown in the land because of the famine following, for it will be very severe. The reason the dream was repeated to Pharaoh twice is because the matter is established by God, and God will soon bring it to pass. Now, therefore, let Pharaoh seek out a man who is discerning and wise and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh do this and let him appoint officials over the land and collect the fifth part of the produce of the land of Egypt in the seven abundant years. Let them gather all the food from those good years that come and lay up grain under the authority of Pharaoh and let them keep food in the cities. This food will be a reserve for the land for seven years of famine, which will be in the land of Egypt, so that the land does not perish during the famine." The counsel seemed good to Pharaoh and to all his servants. Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we find anyone like this man in whom is the Spirit of God? And Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and wise as you. You will be over my house according to your own word. All my people will be ruled. Only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand and put it on Joseph's hands and arrayed him in clothes of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. Then he had him ride in the second chariot, which was his, and they cried out before him, bow the knee. So he sent him all over the land of Egypt. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh, and without your consent, no man will lift up his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh called Joseph's name zaphnath and he gave him a wife, Asneth, the daughter of Potiphar, a priest 
of On, and Joseph went out over all the land of Egypt. Joseph was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went throughout all the land of Egypt. In the seven abundant years, the earth brought forth plentifully. So he gathered up all the food of the seven years, which was in the land of Egypt, and laid up the food in the cities. He put in every city the food of the fields which surrounded the city. Joseph gathered great quantities of grain as the sand of the sea until he stopped measuring it, for it was beyond measure. Before the years of famine came, two sons were born to Joseph from Ashneth, the daughter of Potiphar, priest of On, bore to him. Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh. For God, he said, has made me forget all my trouble and all my father's house. The name of the second he called Ephraim, saying, For God has caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. The seven years of abundance that were in the land of Egypt, the seven years of famine began to come, just as Joseph has said. The famine was in all the lands, but there was food in all the land of Egypt. When all the land of Egypt was hungry, the people cried to Pharaoh for food. And Pharaoh said to all the Egyptians, go to Joseph, do whatever he says. The famine was over all the face of the earth. So Joseph opened all the storehouses and sold to the Egyptians. And the famine was severe throughout the land of Egypt. Moreover, all countries came to Egypt to Joseph to buy grain because the famine was severe in all the lands. Over to the New Testament, Matthew chapter 13. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Great crowds assembled around him. So then he went into a boat and sat there, and the whole assembly stood on the shore. Then he told them many parable things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow. While he sowed, some, feeds, some seeds fell beside the path, and the birds came and devoured them. But other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil. And immediately they sprang up because they did not have much deep soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched because they did not take root. They withered away. Some seeds fell among thorns and the thorns grew up and choked them. But other seeds fell into good ground and produced grain, 160 or 30 times as much. Whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. The disciples came and said to him, why do you speak to them in parables? He answered, it is given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. For to him who has will more be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who has not, even what he has will be taken away. Therefore, I speak to them in parables, because they look, but do not see, and they listen, but they do not hear, neither do they understand. In them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which says, By hearing, you will hear and shall not understand, and seeing, you will see and shall not perceive. For this people's heart was grown dull, their ears have become hard of hearing, and they have closed their eyes, lest they should see with their ears and hear with their eyes, and understand with their hearts, and turn, and I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For truly I say to you that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which you see, and have not seen them, and to hear those things which you hear, and have not heard them. Therefore, Listen to the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the words of the kingdom and does not understand it, and the evil one comes and snatches away that was sown in his heart, this is the one who receives seed beside the path. But he who received the seed on rocky ground is he who hears the word and immediately receives it. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, eventually he falls away. He also who receives seed among the thorns is he who hears the word, but the cares of this world, 
the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. But he who receives seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it. He who indeed bears fruit, some produce a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. He told them another say, a parable saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while he slept, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. But when the shoots had sprung up and produced fruit, the weeds also appeared. So the servants of the landowner came and said to him, sir, do you not sow good seed in your field? Then where did the weeds come from? And he said to them, an enemy did this. The servant said to him, will you then have us go and gather them up? But he said, no, lest while you gather up the weeds, you pull up also the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And in the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, gather up the weeds first and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. He told them another parable saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field. This indeed is the least of all seeds, but when it has grown, it is the greatest among herbs and is a tree so that the birds of the air come and lodge in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast, which a woman took and mixed in 60 pounds of meal until it had leavened the whole batch. Jesus said all these things to the crowds in parables and without a parable, he did not speak to them to fulfill what was spoken by the prophets saying, I will open my mouth in parables I will say things which have been kept secret since the foundation of the world. Then Jesus went to the crowds, went, sent the crowds away and went into the house. And his disciples came to him saying, explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. He answered, he who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world and the good seed are the sons of the kingdom, but the weeds are the sons of the evil one. The enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world and the reapers are the angels. Therefore, as the weeds are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of the world. The Son of Man shall send out his angels, and they shall gather out his kingdom, all things that offend, and those who do evil, and will throw them into a fiery furnace. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine forth as a sun in the kingdom of their Father. Whoever has ears to hear, let him hear." Again, the parable of the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid, and with joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who, on finding one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was cast into the sea and gathered all kinds of fish. When it was full, they drew it to the shore, sat down and gathered good into baskets, but threw the bad away. So shall it be at the end of the world. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Jesus said to them, have you understood all these things? They said to him, yes, Lord. Then he said to them, Therefore, every scribe who is discipled for the kingdom of heaven is like a man who is master of the household, who brings out of his treasure new and old things. When Jesus finished these parables, he departed from there. When he came to his own country, he taught them in their synagogue, so that they were astonished and said, Where did this man get his wisdom and these mighty works? Is he not the carpenter's son? Is his mother not called Mary? And are not his brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? And his sisters, 
are they not all with us? And when and then did this man, when did this man get all these things? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor, except in his own country and in his own house. And he did not do many mighty works because of their unbelief. Well, that's our reading today. Genesis 39 through 41, Matthew chapter 13. Uh, we'll wrap up with just uh, so a couple of brief devotional thoughts, meditations, some questions to ponder. Um, back to Genesis chapter um, 39, where we started today, just faced many difficulties and, you know, including temptation, false accusations. He's sold into slavery by his brothers. He'd been through a very difficult time. Um, and how can Joseph's faithfulness, even, you know, like we talked about, even just viewing that as simple endurance in resting in God and trusting God, how can Joseph's faithfulness amid adversity serve as an example for us to follow in our own lives. And then over to Matthew chapter 13 in the New Testament, we read several parables that illustrate the nature of the kingdom of God. And also along with the nature of the kingdom of God, the importance of having a heart that is receptive to God's word. And, Reflect on the different types of soil in the parable and think about how can we cultivate ourselves to be better soil in receiving God's word and bear fruit for his kingdom. Well, that's our reading for today, and I look forward to speaking with you again tonight. Thank you for joining us today on the PC Speaking Podcast. Tune in tomorrow for another episode of Through the Bible in a Year. If you have found this helpful, please follow the podcast and share it with a friend. It is our hope and prayer that every episode helps enrich your relationship with God and His Word. Stop beating my soul